Welcome to the Life After Sugar podcast. The podcast that's not just about sugar, but about your relationship with it and also with food and especially with yourself. So if you want to discover your life after sugar and hear inspiring stories from all kinds of people who also cut out sugar in their way, at their pace, for their own reasons, this is the podcast for you. Because you know, when you take away the sugar, you can finally discover the real sweetness in your life. I'm your host, Netta Gorman, and today I'm talking to Megan Lifto, who is a nurse with a ton of expertise and also a very touching personal story and we'll be getting to our chat in just a minute. But first I want to invite you over to look around my website aftersugarclub.com and to go and download your simple guide to getting more energy with less sugar which is at aftersugarclub.com Just click on the tab Simple Guide And if you need some help with cravings, go to the podcast page and download my five tips to help you with cravings. And if you're curious to know what's left to eat when you cut sugar, then go have a look at the videos in the What to Eat tab and they'll give you some ideas about not just what to eat but also what not to eat if you want to reduce sugar and if you want to look after your gut health as well. Because good gut health and the absence of sugar are central to your general health. You can also come say hi on my Facebook page, Life After Sugar, and on my Instagram account at My Life After Sugar. That's where I post pictures of things that I eat, things that I do, and basically inspiration so that you can see that it's totally possible to live a happy, active and fun life even if you don't eat sugar. And swing on by to YouTube for my new Life After Sugar YouTube channel. All right, here's my chat with Megan. Yeah, I taught for 10 years um, anatomy and physiology, biology before I became a nurse. So with family history of, of ovarian cancer, and with my mom and her mom and not having children increases your risk of ovarian uterine cancer. And unfortunately there's no screening for ovarian cancer. Um, they can do a vaginal ultrasound. So they go up the vagina and then they're able to look on the medial surface of the ovaries, but they can't see the rest of the ovaries. And I guess I had a cyst on one ovary. And I also was an oncology nurse. So I have taken care of people with ovarian cancer. And since there's no signs, it's kind of like pancreas cancer that it's not until you already have advanced cancer that it's detected. And so just knowing, I just didn't even want to take a risk, right. Of, of having it. I'm like, okay, there's no screening. And so I decided to get my ovaries out and how old when you did that? Yeah, probably I'm thinking it was four years, you know, four and a half years. I bet you it's been four and a half years. So 2016. 
Yes, 2016. And it was in the fall, maybe October-ish. And yeah, so I did that. And I knew being a woman and having, you know, losing the estrogen, it was going to slow down my metabolism. So I knew that weight gain was a possibility. I knew that um, I was going to be at increased risk of heart disease. I guess there's um, like 8% risk because estrogen protects the heart and then also protects like the bones. So you're increased risk of osteoporosis, but I've always been active, you know, doing weights. Um, so I, I was like, okay, I'm going to be okay. And I do tons of walking and such. Um, but I got my ovaries out in the fall and by the following summer. So I'm going to say either like seven or nine months later, my weight by not changing anything. Cause I don't think I had the sugar cravings, which is what we're going to be talking about. Um, that I was having, <clears throat> excuse me, like the weight gain and it was all in my belly. So, and it was at least 50 pounds if not 60. I mean, it was so much weight that came on so fast. Um, I mean, it was just happening. I just knew like, okay, my clothes aren't really fitting. And, um, and at that time I actually wasn't um, working very much. I was part-time because I um, was recovering from a fusion in my neck, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, but the weight gain came on and I was, you know, even having a hard time putting on my shoes or, you know, just breathing. And then I also, yeah, I was then having the joint issues. So I have a front loader washer and dryer. And so then when I would bend my knee, you know, just to kind of crouch down and get the laundry out and move it, it was just intense. I mean, just that really dull ache. I mean, I don't know how to, I can't remember. Thank goodness. I don't have it anymore. But it was even getting um, an apple out of the bottom drawer in my refrigerator. I mean, just bending the joints, it just, um, yeah, it was very, very painful. And then um, I have typed a lot of papers. <laughs> I have two master's degrees and I have a doctorate. And I think what happened then by that summer, I could hardly, by evening, I couldn't really move my hands. Every single joint just, it was such severe arthritis. Like it felt like I had on the tightest gloves possible. And so I went to see my doctor and she was like, oh my gosh, wait, you got your ovaries out. And, um, you know, they just didn't do replacement, but I said, no, mom also had breast cancer. And anyway, so she put me on a very low dose birth control pill to get the estrogen in me. Okay. And immediately I would say within a week of just getting a little bit of estrogen in me, I lost 10 pounds because I am active. Um, and I was then able to use my hands again at night. Okay. So what you were telling me before is that the fat cells keep yes. Estrogen, yeah, and if estrogen or estrogen, I don't know how you say it in the state, but if it's yeah. low, then yep. you're, you will keep the weight on or, or put on weight so that your body kind of keeps all the estrogen that is necessary. Is that right? 
Absolutely. So as women get older, they, you know, they will get weight in the middle. And, and that's because adipose tissue or fat tissue stores estrogen. And when we have, right, your ovaries, just as you age, they're not producing as much estrogen. So then your body, right, we're built to survive. So our body is like, oh, wait, let me hold on to as much estrogen as I can. So then, yes, um, it's, it is just like a natural process that happens. So you will just, um, your fat cells will get bigger just so you can sop up more of that estrogen. And in my case, since I did, you know, immediate drop to zero estrogen, I had my ovaries out. That is why my body very rapidly went to put the weight in the middle. And I have talked with like cancer survivors that have had either radiation to their ovaries or something, but it's the same thing. They will develop that weight gain. And what also was very interesting. Yeah. As I, I was losing muscle, like my muscle mass was going down because that's another wow. fact of estrogen. But um, our show, we're here to talk about, right? Sugar. <laughs> yes, and what, like, what does this have to do with sugar? Right? What does this have to do with sugar? Okay. What this has to do with sugar is our brains need sugar. So that is why some people say, you know, like the keto diet or just some of these of Atkins diet. Um, yeah, there might be issues with it because our bot, our brain can only use the glucose. So then when you, um, you know, just shifting your body as things are moved around, that decrease in estrogen will actually just create a spike um, in these intense cravings to eat sugar, to get the sugar in just to help store it and make sure you have enough to the brain. It's, um, haven't taken the time to, you know, research all behind it, but there is an absolute link. If you are going through menopause, you will have <laughs> these sugar cravings. And I had mentioned before that I, was not an ice cream donut. Like I probably didn't have a donut in 20 years. I mean, I rarely ate, didn't have dessert after dinner. Um, but then now with this hormone change in my body, um, I had these intense cravings. Like I could do what half a pint of ice cream, like in a weekend, like over two days. Um, it got to the point where, I mean, that's why there is an addiction in sugar because right. What's an addiction. You just have this intense craving, even okay. though it's not good for you. I would have ice cream for lunch. I mean, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like whenever I would get in these craving moods, isn't that unbelievable? That's crazy. I, I just want to say, I remember having those cravings uh, at certain times in my cycle um, when I was younger of like getting these intense sugar cravings. And then after three or four days, I just went down to regular sugar consumption. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, and I think I was kind of the same way too. 
But with this hormone change, it was also too, around the same time, you know, I was going through just like everybody, right? Life is hard. Life is, you know, what is life? We are going through obstacles to get prepared for bigger obstacles. I mean, it's, we, you know, we're just learning to be resilient and things. And, um, and at that time, yes, I was recovering from a spinal fusion. What is something that people do when they're in pain? They're going to find a way to help the pain. And this is something that's interesting with the sugar. So when my pain and just when all of this was going on, I would, yep, get the ice cream or have a donut. And guess what happens? Your brain with that sugar, you make serotonin, which is the happy hormone. So then that's why I think I was having these cravings too. It's like, oh my gosh, Um, I had lost... I'm a fur mom and I had lost two fur. I had, um, I lost two cats and one, one dog in like a year's time. Mm. And I will never forget. And this is probably a couple of years ago. I went to Walmart cause they have amazing apple fritters and I got back to the car and I just started sobbing. I think it was probably just the emotions of losing, you know, my other little fur baby. I had over 14 years. Yeah. I sat in my car and I ate all six apple fritters in one setting. And it just felt so comforting, you know, like I just, it's so amazing. No wonder people have issues with uh, with food and sugar and such, because it did, it just provided a comfort. And then what do you do after you have sugar? Yeah. You crash. Yeah. And then when you're sleeping, you're not thinking about the world and the issues. So it was, um, yeah. And then you wake up and you don't have the energy. You're so tired, right? Just from the, uh, because when you have all this sugar, then your body's going to crank out more insulin and then the insulin is the doorkeeper. Sometimes they call it the gatekeeper for the sugar to get into the cell. I always say the cells are stupid. They'll be swimming around um, in glucose, but they can't get it inside unless they have estrogen. And so then once all the sugar then goes into the cells, then you crash. So then, yeah, you can sleep, whatever, help you, you know, just deal with things that go on in life. But then when you wake up, I would have more sugar. So yes, it was horrible. And I'm being very vulnerable and honest because I want other people to know, give yourself grace, be patient with yourself. You just have to yeah, love yourself where you're at. For For sure. It's like a vicious cycle and it's out of our control. It's not like we're weak willed or it's our fault. or There's no use beating yourself up about it. It's not anybody's fault. Nope. The body's, the body's trying to survive, you know? Yeah, and, it's all about survival. And, and the other part too, so I taught anatomy and physiology at the college level for 10 years before I became a nurse. And so I knew part of it that, yes, like we can live without our arms and legs, but we need our heart, lungs, everything protected. So that's another reason why like the fat just goes to your middle, you know, just to help insulate and such. I, yeah, I had no idea about intense hormones. Can I ask I, you, like, yeah, I, I mean, I know the hormones are different for men 
and for women. Um, and, you know, men also put on fat around the middle, but it, does this have to do, it can't have to do with estrogen, surely, because they're men. It is men. estrogen. It is. Really? Our sex hormones, estrogen and testosterone, are produced um, in one of the three layers of the adrenal glands. I have not taught anatomy and physiology since 2009, so I can't remember. But yes, so there is a layer. So that's why some women right, may have more facial hair or they just may have other features. And it might be because they have more testosterone. Oh, okay. But yes, and men, it is that belly. It's they have more estrogen. So, okay, so you got, we get these strong sugar cravings that are like driven by our hormones of which estrogen or estrogen. <laughs> yeah, I know, estrogen, yes. <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so what can we do about it? Is it just a question of accepting that this is how it is and you're better off with 50 extra pounds of fat than you are with, with cancer or what? No. So what, so what you need to do and what I have done is, well, first off, it's hard to function. If you are just eating sugar, crashing, sleeping, you know, like I said, at the time I was just working part-time as a nurse doing this, but as I was recovering from my surgery and stuff, but you, once I realized what was happening, because, you know, when you're in the thick of things, you know, that's why they say hindsight's 2020. Absolutely. Yes. But what I, yeah, but what I did is so when she put me on the birth control pills to help with the joint pain, it's because the estrogen, it is how our whole body functions as a female. So estrogen, by losing that estrogen, I lose some of that protection for the heart. So I'm at increased risk of that. And then also estrogen affects bone density. So you're at higher, yeah, higher risk of osteoporosis. And then it must have something else to do with the soft tissue, the joints, because all of the typing I did with you know, the two masters and the doctorate before my doctor put me on the birth control pill, every single joint. I, I mean, it was by the evening, like I had a super tight glove on my hand and, um, oh yeah, it was just the pain and it just made me, I'm actually grateful for this experience. It's made me a better nurse. I know what it's like now when you have arthritis or whenever you have these other things and the other thing too i mean i had hot flashes obviously getting my ovaries out but it wasn't that much but you're just not going to live long if you have all of this extra weight yes um because or even just eating this crap food right it's like i get that your body craves something you know to to get the glucose to the brain and so on and I get that how we interpret that craving is I got to eat all that sugar. But I mean, you know, even if the brain needs glucose to function, that doesn't necessarily translate into tons of sugar. It doesn't have to be sugar to give glucose to the brain, right? 
It could be, yeah, exactly. Fruit, right? Eat some blueberries, like eat strawberries. Um, yeah, you can get, you know, glucose from natural sources. Um, but once you realize this cycle that, okay, I am in menopause, I am now older, my metabolism is way less and my body wants to hang on to my fat so it can have my estrogen so my body can function well. So when you get those cravings, it's just, I feel like when you quit smoking, I quit smoking like 25 years ago or something, but that's, I mean, that's the intensity of these cravings. But once you get them, I go and I drink, you know, I take a big glass of water or if the weather's nice outside, I will go for a walk. So dealing. Um, so once you know, okay, a craving stop, got to do something different. And I can tell you, I would say like three, like three days, maybe four days after no sugar, when I don't have that, the fatigue isn't there. I woke up, like I wake up naturally at, you know, 6.30, 7am and the energy levels, you just can't eat. It's like, I'm a different person. So you just got to fight through those cravings and they get less. I mean, absolutely. You're still going to get, you know, cravings at some time, but once again, do something, you know, whether it be, yep, drink some water or take a walk play with your dog, you know, do something just to help stop it. Yeah, because sometimes the cravings are so strong that it feels like you can't do anything but right. those cravings. Oh, it was crazy. Yeah, it yeah. feels like it really does feel like you're totally powerless with yep. those cravings. And if you've got some kind of toolbox or mm -hmm. alternatives, like you just mentioned, where you can either eat some kind of sweet uh, sweet tasting food like a piece of fruit without its yep. insulin so which fruits like berries for example they'll still mm -hmm. give your body the carbs that will create the glucose that the brain needs but the, the brain doesn't need a ton of glucose no right? it no and that's just why we have the stores and we have fat stores but then in you know but in people that are limiting how much they're eating i mean our liver stores um, it produces a hormone called glucagon. So then if blood sugars are too low, then glucagon gets released to help release, you know, put more sugar in the bloodstream. So we are very much right. Homeostasis, pH of the blood, everything has to stay the same. And so, uh, and maybe that's it too, right? If you're just not having these huge spikes up and down with sugar, then your body must be like, yeah, we're doing okay. You know, we can release the insulin. And I mean, the other thing, like it is so important. I, you know, I mentioned that you're just not going to live as long. If you want to live life to the best ability that you can. And I do, I, life is a beautiful thing. I, it's a blessing. I meet so many amazing people just like you, Nada, that, um, that I do. I want to live as long as I can. And as we get bigger, we do need more insulin, but guess what, right? The pancreas doesn't get bigger as you get bigger. So the insulin comes from the pancreas and this is where all the diabetes comes from because yep, you're getting bigger. Your 
pancreas is not getting bigger. So then yeah, you're just not able to, you're just going to have more blood sugar. And so if you're eating all these carbs and such, I mean, that is why, I mean, right. Even beer, you know, wine, like I even switched, I was even drinking Moscato wine. I mean, that is sweet wine, right? I mean, so, but any of that crap, (laughs) yeah, so I don't drink anymore either. That totally eliminates the cravings too. But, um, but yeah, so that's why diabetes happens with a poor diet because the cells won't be able to take up that sugar and then it's going to go and damage. So then since that sugar is in your blood, you know, it's going to go through the artery and it goes down to the arterioles, you know, and then the capillary. So it just goes down to that tiny, tiny level and all that extra sugar then. Yeah. I mean, it just damages. That's why they get, you know, neuropathy, the nerves, you know, the nerve endings that are in your skin. I mean, your body, it's not meant to have, you know, all of that sugar, And something else I forgot to mention. So not only, you know, in that seven, nine month, however long period from getting the ovaries out after that, you know, seven to nine months when I gained all of that weight, even because I saw my doctor to get, you know, the birth control pill to get the joint meds, my cholesterol was above 200. My LDLs, right? The lousy cholesterol was elevated. Mm. I mean, my HDLs, the happy cholesterol that was decreased. So in, you know, seven months, nine month time, my body went from being healthy to now being, whoa, you are, you know, so many risk factors now (laughs) for heart attack, stroke, like, and that is why it's like, you just have to make a conscious decision get up. you got to move. Like we, right. We think about our ancestors. We were hunting, gathering for food. We did not have couches. Like I don't even have a TV. We don't even watch TV. I don't, don't watch movies. It's like, nope, there's too much life to enjoy. Um, and, and yeah, you just can't be sedentary. There were times I was so tired, say, you know, on the weekends, I wouldn't even get up and brush my teeth. I am somebody who I would brush my teeth twice a day, floss. I'm like, don't even want to get up and brush my teeth. How crazy is that? That's crazy. And did that come from the sugar crashes? I'm thinking, well, one thing too, also fatigue just comes from menopause. So it probably was the menopause fatigue and (laughs) and I'm sure the sugar, let me wake up. Let me have some ice cream. (laughs) So, okay. So what can we do when we're, we've got all of these factors in, in one human, you know, you're a woman, you have either no ovaries or in my case, only one left and or close Mm -hmm. to menopause, if not in menopause and having these cravings, what can we do to, to prevent the, the weight gain? Is there anything we can do? Yep. And that's where I was mentioning, you know, drink the water, do some exercise. I attend, oh, I do Pilates reformer classes. So I have increased, I've had body scans. So I have been able to increase muscle mass. I've been able to decrease 
you know, my visceral fat. It's um, so that's, you just have to do it, you know, and also eating less. Um, we have a food scale now. So I actually measure out how much am I eating? Because as we get older and our metabolism gets um, slower, we don't need as much food. And so that's why you just have to make that conscious decision. Um, because it's just heart wrenching when I see morbidly obese, which I'm obese. I mean, I am still, you know, working on this, but when you see people that are very large in the little scooters and the stores, or you just see people that are very big, it's something where you just got to think bigger than yourself. If you, cause oftentimes they have family and then now the family gets stressed because you're going to age and how are we supposed to take care of you? Mm -hmm. um, it's being a nurse working in hospitals. I can tell you more overweight people end up in the hospital and it's just, it's this vicious cycle versus if you stay active, I've seen 85 year old men that up, oh, maybe they, you know, hurt their ankle, they broke a foot, but they're able to pop back up. Um, currently, I'm a home care nurse. And my client on Monday, 91 years old, still did yoga, did all of like, you know, and drink lots of water. She was so oh, she was so cute. I asked her, Oh, what's your favorite drink? Because at end of life, right, it's important to know these things. Because hey, you know, if you're and if you're in bed at the end of life, I want you to be able to sip on, you know, whatever beverage it be, whether it be, um, you know, a type of wine, Moscato wine or something, but she's like water. Like, so she definitely was the healthiest 91 year old I've ever seen. And she had fallen and needed help because she really, um, she fractured, um, the top of her humerus. So she had an arm fracture, so she needed help with cares, but she's the picture. She's my motivation. Like she was the picture of, yes, if you eat well, exercise, then you're going to live longer. And her kids, they, I mean, yeah, they're just better off. I see, you know, cause it's your family that's going to have to deal with up, oh, had another heart attack up. Oh, now you have to, so you just got to not be selfish. Think of your loved ones and just know that you can do it. <laughs> if I can do it. Yeah. That's right. Cause you, it just sounds like you're a lot more powerful in your personal power to deal with cravings it doesn't mean that the cravings will disappear but it means that you have other tools to use instead of running to the donuts and if you do right hey have a donut tomorrow like don't shame yourself because this is not it's not your choice it's not i mean yes there's a choice part of it but i mean it, it can be, and depending on what's going on in your life, like things can be so stressful that, you know what, have that donut, take that little break. And then, you know what, the next day you can try again. It's, yeah, I got to give yourself grace, be patient. And, and that's where I've been really going to. And I keep talking about yeah, the beauty of life because I am a palliative care nurse um, and it's quality, quality about life. I mean, this is the only life we have. And I have heard people say, if I knew I was going to live this long, I would have taken better care of my body. 
because we are like a car, right? You check the oil, check the tire pressure, because we are, we're the most powerful machine. And this is kind of going beyond um, our topic, but we're spiritual beings having a human experience. Like we are just spiritual. So that's why if you want to be on this earth for as long as possible, treat your body well. Yeah. So we just, I don't, I'm avoiding anything with added sugar. So reading labels because I, yeah, I want to be able to, yeah, live the longest, but live the healthiest. Yeah. And, and like I said, if I can do it, I know other, other people can do it because I definitely, I feel so much better. (laughs) Feels amazing. Fantastic. So inspiring for other people to know that, you know, you can, you can be a nurse and you can have two um, masters and a PhD and, and, you know, still kind of not really, I wouldn't say suffer, but still have the results of your body's hormones going out of sync. (laughs) You're not safe from your body's hormones, however much education you have. (laughs) Right. However much information you know doesn't necessarily change the fact that if if you've had, for example, like you have your ovaries out, that, you know, your body doesn't care how many degrees you have, it's going to (laughs) react Mm-hmm. like it's all natural mm-hmm. yeah so and and what I find inspiring in your story is that you've taken back the power that personal power to say hey um I I know how the body works I've educated myself and I know the steps and the actions that I need to take so that I can deal with the the natural reactions of my body exactly so glad to share my story because it's something very vulnerable. I get, I can guess there's a lot of people that would not want to share and talk about it, but that's why I, yeah, very much want to let other people um, know about things. And that's actually why I, I'm creating a YouTube channel called comfort care expert just to help give tips. I mean, even with, there's just so much about end of life that I mean, even if you're on, if you happen to be on hospice and have a hospice team and such, they're not there all the time. So there's so many questions that come up. And so that's why I want to do a, yeah, this YouTube channel, because I did start my business comfort care expert LLC last year, because I'm going to be training nurses on hospice and palliative care and and then I want them to be the comfort care experts, right? I mean, I'm going to call them champions, but there's so many areas where they don't have access to you know, palliative care. And so that's knowledge. I know they say knowledge is power, but really like the, you know, the power comes from the action, right? Like you're talking about actually being, you know, doing it. But I feel, yeah, there's just so much that people can learn just to help make, you know, the end of your life so much yeah, just more quality and um, yeah, yep, much better. That's fantastic. So inspiring. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. You're so welcome. Oh, what a fantastic chat with Megan. And I just find that it's so inspiring that Megan had her own health challenges, but she has her personal power that has helped her through the ups and downs of those challenges. And I just find her positive attitude so inspiring. 
and I'd love for Megan to come and give a masterclass inside of the After Sugar Club membership because that's the kind of thing that we do inside of the membership. I have experts in their own fields come and talk to the members in the After Sugar Club, experts like Megan, who's a nurse, but also experts in the field of cooking, health coaching, psychology, functional medicine, all kinds of experts. Because although I'm an expert in living my life after sugar, and you can become an expert in your life after sugar, it's always good, I think, to benefit from other experts in other fields of knowledge to do with sugar. So if you're not already in the After Sugar Club membership, go to aftersugarclub.com and click on the green button, join the club. We have regular masterclasses with experts, cooking classes and special events, as well as twice-monthly check-in calls with me so that you can get all the support, the accountability and the guidance that you need to break free from sugar for good. And if you're enjoying this episode, don't forget to subscribe so that it magically appears in your podcast player every single Sunday. And you can also scroll down and rate and review the podcast and let me know how it's helping you in your life after sugar. Thank you for listening. That's it for this week. Keep in touch and see you soon for another episode.